0: FM and online
1: this is Phoenix FM and now live from Phoenix FM Oliver Buck Mike Brown and Darren Burrows bring you the Oreo. Ciao bella, ciao bella and welcome to episode 115 of the Orient Hour and let's keep with the Italian theme this evening because que sera, sera, yes, whatever will be will be but one thing that certainly will be is the O's making their way down Wembley Way on May the 19th in the FA Trophy Final. But let's crack on with tonight's show, Michael. What have you got on the panel?
2: Uh, Ollie, mate, we're in for a treat this evening. Uh, we've all seen him in Crown Copper 90. It's the main man himself, Daniel Slewinski, making his Orient Hour debut, might I add. And of course, we've got beside him Orient's director and former CEO, Matt Porter.
1: Lovely stuff, Mike. And uh, don't forget, guys, if you do want to pick Porter's brain, you can tweet in your questions and we'll put him to him in the later part of the show. Now, it's time for episode 115 of the Orient Hour. Let's crack on. So, gents, it's an absolute pleasure to have you in the studio this evening. How are you all doing? Yeah, we're all good. We're, Thank you. We all we all good, we all good. Um, of course, the other young man beside me here you just heard was uh, his orient knowledge knows no end. Darren Burrows. Darren, yesterday's game at Telford, it was a uh, it was a good day, wasn't it? it? It was a brilliant day. It was a brilliant
3: by the way, we actually
1: kind of lived a sentiment. Oh, <laughs> <any time. laughs> Give What a great, 20 quid what after great the
3: game. day. What a great day. where do we start? Let's get the sending off over and done with. Yeah. Was it a sending off? I don't know. In fairness, where we were standing, I couldn't get a great view of it. I think Matt, you said that we've yeah, seen it back. We, and... Do you know
4: what? We're, we're, we were sat on halfway, and at first we were pretty outraged. To be honest, it didn't look like much because Matt was kind of stooped down. He didn't. He didn't jump and, and throw an arm. But he, d- he did use his left arm. When we saw it, we, had, we were lucky enough to see it on, the, on video. The analyst, our analyst, was just behind us, Joe. So we, we, he did use his left arm. I think if he'd have used both arms, to be honest, he could have said to the referee he was using them to, to jump for the header. Yeah. But he was he was, he was grounded and his left arm did move. So I think, on balance, I don't see us appealing it, to be honest.
1: And me. then you <laughs> probably started on the more negative there, Darren. It, well, we scored a goal for that.
4: Out of get way. Out of we Because really like, the rest of it, let's be honest, yeah. it was all, I mean, yeah.
3: they gave us a great gift, didn't they, bless them, to well, start with, the, that,
4: like, oh, goal so. I mean Matt Harrell there that, he gave Usain Bolt a run for his money I've <laughs> never seen anybody so determined to, to get a ball over the line since. Do you, remember, do you remember the one against Southend in front of the North Terrace years ago when Kevin Nugent just turned and laughed when yes, the, their, their yes, defender yes, handed yes, it over know, their keeper yeah. and Nugent Thought it was so funny. rather than chasing it in it and scoring it for his own for his own tally, he just laughed. And, and Matt, but Matt mean, did the o- absolute opposite yesterday. And try to sign you've
3: seen bolt as well? <laughs> other,
4: uh... he's out of contract He keeps
1: Australia. failing trials everywhere else, he's not gonna
4: get one. <laughs> he's got to
5: turn a pace about him though, to be fair. He
3: does. He, he, he does. Did you see the goal, Dan? Did you see the uh, not the goal, the sending off? Did you get it? Well, the view?
5: sending off, I mean he does uh, have a lot of fouls that do go against him, so I just thought he'd spin another foul. To but honest. he uses
1: his body a lot, that's, yeah, a, that's see, his yeah. gameplay, you, you see him do it all the time, He's he, quite physical. In, he, yeah.
4: he can spin a player. It, it wasn't aggressive, it wasn't aggressive, but he, he, he did use his left arm in yeah. the process of going for the ball, so you can see why, why the rest of the Straight red,
3: free grain ban, he's out, we understand, for the league games, yeah, so correct. it's not it a carryover. Games, yeah. He can play, Map's also telling yeah. us that... He was relieved at the end to find that out, Match. So. It was, yeah,
4: because in, in, they've, they've changed the, the, the rules of the competition a little bit in that the, what they call totting up, which is the yellow cards you get throughout the season, yeah. they're now competition specific. Oh, OK, so, so the, you'd have to get three bookings in the, in the yeah, FA Trophy yeah, to... to, to you get if you get two in the trophy, then you miss the next trophy game. A little bit like in the World Cup or the European mm, Championship. Okay. Sergio but, Ramos,
5: was not it? Yeah, yeah the red
4: but, <laughs> but, but red cards and mis, uh, disciplinary other sort of misconduct offences are not competition-specific, so the, the, any suspension would just be the next three games.
3: So we, we ended up, uh, at that point, down to 10 men, and I think that was pretty early on. It was about the 15th or 20th minute? Yeah, about 25. 20, 20. 20. Yeah, and, and, and then... It, it was a bit of an alamo, wasn't it, for, yeah. for, the, for the remainder of that half and the yeah.
5: ramparts. Yeah, T- T- Telford,
3: Telford really kind of. I they get Ollie. They, they come right at us, and as you would expect, I think the goal they got was thirty-eight minutes, and uh, Just I, before I, I actually thought it was a good finish in finish. You could, you could it feel it coming. Uh, Where we were sitting behind yeah, the goal, sorry, really. stood behind the goal. It, it looked to me a pretty decent finish.
2: Personally, I'd be a bit
3: disappointed
2: if i was Dean Brill getting beaten my near post like that from a shot from Rangers. Yeah, don't get me wrong, him. but. I, I
4: don't know if he was unsighted or whether there was quite possibly, a few bodies yeah, in his way, but it, it did come I,
2: from a I thought Danny had
3: a
5: lot of uh, power on the shot. Mm. I mean, to be honest, it, it did. It trickled almost. It It wasn't like a hard shot, I don't think. Oh, I thought I I, did. Yeah, I didn't see it like that. It didn't didn't fly past him. I I mean, it wasn't like a rocket. No, I thought uh, thought it was uh, in the
4: minute he left his boot. I I mean, mean, the the other (laughs) thing is the state of that penalty area that we were defending in the first half was (laughs) horrific. So whether whether it got a bobble, you know, I think if I was a goalkeeper, I'd have definitely preferred being up the other end where the grass was much
3: better. That it was one of the better grounds. The grounds was good this season yeah, the you know, good, we, had, we yeah. could get an atmosphere yeah. going in there yeah. Yeah. I think we sold 791 tickets I read on Twitter Yeah,
4: about so we had a great show up mate, there and,
3: and fair play I think everyone had picked up during the week how much they were making about how much they were going to make an atmosphere yeah. so I think there was plenty up there with um, uh, flags and scarves yeah. and, and I think we were really we stayed with them got behind them and then I, I personally thought Craig Clay was absolutely a bench yesterday. Yeah, yeah. You know, I well don't go. get me wrong, there was four or five candidates for man of the yeah, match, but yeah. he, he got my personal vote. I think I think you matt you said earlier the back four, Dan, I thought the
1: back four again. Unbelievable. I thought, but I mean absolutely.
4: Free, yeah, the three centre halves and the and the wing backs, I thought. Yeah, and and, up and up it was
1: day. of course one of those centre halves, Josh Coulson, who who nodded home in, in the was early. Early. It was. <laughs> who just sealed that that victory on the day and of course the aggregate win as well and saw us go to
5: Wembley. It was absolute scenes in the eye end wasn't it it's a sigh of relief more than anything I think obviously uh, going in at a, a half time 1-1 we're all kind of like here we go it's going to be a real nervous 45 minutes but I thought actually we we're quite comfortable defensively I think mm. you know we did the job and we did what was asked every man stood up for themselves and should be proud you know
3: and you know yeah. what if we did have that little bit of luck they hit the post I think didn't they yeah. and again and we I, hit the post I, as well, yeah, like exactly and the I thought ball had an opportunity That was, in fairness the bomb was a hard opportunity yeah. he took it first time yeah. So, and, but when Coulson popped it in we were just singing the song as well <laughs> yeah. so it couldn't have been he, he was basically he, dancing, dancing along to the
1: song you could see him like bobbing his head getting into <laughs> it and then boom he's got he bobbing his, go his head
3: by the way uh, it's, it's
1: radio Ollie <laughs> <laughs> oh it was beautiful but anyway you've heard, you've heard our initial views on the game now let's hear Justin Edinburgh as he spoke with Ellie
6: at Bern after the match. Justin, um, 2-1 win, trip to Wembley, it, it's a great day for the isn't it? Yeah, I'm really pleased. I think, um, pleased for everyone connected with the football club. There some difficult times of, over the previous years but um, just rewards for a lot of hard work, you know, certainly from my time coming here and uh, yeah, delighted to have got it over the line but it took a lot
7: of character to get there. And it was almost a perfect start. Matt Harold uh, capitalised on a defensive error and put the O's ahead. Um, but then, I guess, the, the moment came when Matt was sent off and that, that put us on the back foot a little bit, didn't it?
6: Yeah, I, I guess he took the gloss off what was a great start. You know, um, started positively, looked to control the game again, got the goal. And I, and, I, and I thought we were, you know, we were very, very comfortable in the game. But, you know, if... How yeah, can I describe it? I haven't seen it again, but if I look at it, I'd probably look as it being a little bit uh, a coming together rather than a framing arm. But you know, we'll have to have a look at it. But uh, you know, from then on, we, we had to find a huge amount of character, resilience togetherness, everything this, this team's built on and uh, we have that in abundance and, and that's what's seen us through today. And they uh, pulled a the goal back
7: uh, pretty soon after and I guess that's where that buzzword character comes into it because the character in this
6: dressing room is absolutely immense. Well it certainly give them the impetus and give them uh, momentum going into half time. Uh, yeah, uh, we always know with, with what we have within the dressing room that we can deal with these situations, scenarios and, uh, you know, listen, you can stand and coach, but them players have got to carry out that and they certainly done that to uh, T to today and um, absolutely game plan, second half did everything we asked of them um, you know, put their bodies on the line and, and you know, credit to, to Telford because, you know, once they got that equaliser, uh, they, they were relentless in their in their pursuit of the the second, but you know, we we needed some incredible defending, some great goalkeeping to keep our noses in 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 the tie, and, and obviously we went up and got the the late winner. You mentioned the goalkeeper and the defence, but uh, I thought the two players in midfield, uh, Craig Clay and Jamie McAuliffe, were absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, they were. I mean, they worked tirelessly. And they and, and and when we did win the ball back, they wasn't wasteful. You know, they they, they found the right. Uh, options. they used use the right players at the right times. So, yeah, no, absolutely, uh, absolute, It's not about individuals. It was a collective today, and uh, it was that
7: man Joshy Coulson who stepped up to head home the winner. Um, a great moment, and uh, it really wasn't going to be anyone else, was it? Well, we needed that.
6: You know, it was uh, it was the longest second half I've had for a long while, and um, you know we're up against it. But... Obviously, you know, we got that, that moment and uh, calm finish with his head and that, that just settled us through in front of the home fans, went delirious and, uh, yeah, it, it was game over then. And
7: uh, the full-time whistle brought some uh, jubilant scenes. I mean, the atmosphere created by the crowd throughout was fantastic and they really enjoyed themselves towards the end, didn't they? It's a huge prize. It's the club going
6: to Wembley. You know, I'm, I'm going to be incredibly um, proud of, of leading Playing Norrin out of Wembley And um, You know We We we, we had a, When we started in the competition, we wanted to win it and uh, nothing changes so we're, we're delighted for the fans. Um, we can bottle that now, put that to the side and, and concentrate on uh, you know, a really exciting end to the season and, and nine incredible games left to go. And uh, obviously it's not everything the club wants to achieve this
7: season, there's you know, a lot more that we'll be pushing for, but um, it's a great achievement nonetheless, isn't it?
6: Absolutely, it's, a, it's, a, it's an excellent achievement. Um, I know that we'll be back my numbers and uh, look forward to that. But like I say, we we'll put part of that to the side now, and uh, we're we'll, we'll solely concentrating on Tuesday night. And it is our well, Wembley
7: final opponents on Tuesday. Far to the Brae Group Stadium, and uh, uh, sure the boys will be back on it and uh, on form and uh, putting all the all the effort in on that game.
6: Yes, I think it's uh, vitally important now that we, we, you know, we solely concentrate on on. The task ahead, and I know the group, and uh, that's what they're talking about in there now. So, yeah, we look forward to it. Obviously, a long trip back now. Rest up, get back into training on Monday, and, and look forward to Tuesday. Cheers, Justin. Yeah. Well,
1: it was a bit of a switch up there, Mike, from uh, Dulcet Dave's normal tones. We had Elliot for a change, that was well, nice. Yeah, get, <laughs> get Dave back. Get, get Dave <laughs> back, can't <laughs> wait. Or can't, yeah, can't wait for Tuesday's interview. Anyway, right, Mr. Slavinsky, where Hello. do we begin? Justin put out Yesterday, probably the strongest team possible that you had available for him. What were your thoughts on the initial team?
5: It was good to see Whiddleston back. Obviously, uh, having Corson and Marvin in centre defence, it's good to have Corson alongside those two, because I think he brings out the best of them. And uh, having Turley right back as well, it was good to see him get a start, because I thought he did enough in the first leg. He warranted it. And um, obviously, with um, Josh Kramer starting as well, he needs minutes and he might be uh, an important player for in the running for the rest of the season. So it made sense if for the players we had available. That was a perfect lineup for me. And, Strongest um, as well. It was a sign that Justin was. Is, no messing around.
3: There was well. no
1: messing around today, was
3: there? Or no. yesterday? He's taken it seriously, to be fair to him, hasn't he? From the start,
1: yeah.
5: He's always said
1: that he wants to, to, to win. That's yeah. what he always says a team to win. I the mean, game. If you think he, he,
4: lads like Jaden Sweeney, I think Shadrach Ogi as well, mm. have, had, have had a little go round to Yeah, they've had a run out, but it's never been wholesale six or seven changes, has it? It's always been a core of, of, of seven or eight. You've always, always picked a
5: team that he thought could win the game yeah. as, well, as
4: well. It's
2: actually been a real squad effort.
5: Yeah, yeah. A course of but th- um, the the don't tournament.
4: forget, Justin's won this tournament before as well, so he knows how to, you know he knows what that feels like, and obviously wants to to, to do that for for himself and the squad and the, and the players as well as you know as well. And as the, the facts speak
3: for themselves. We've only actually conceded two goals yeah. in the entire competition. Let's hope it stays that way.
1: Well, <laughs> if it does, there'll be some uh, happy Orion fans in Wembley on the nineteenth of May. Uh, but let's look at the actual the, the game itself and. There was a lot of anger coming out of the away end at at times, looking at Telford's performance. I've got the word written down here as, in inverted commas, gamesmanship. It it was a bit embarrassing, really, but it was effective.
5: They rattled us early on, don't they? Unfortunately, in the lower levels, uh, the lower echelons of football league, you see it happen very often. Teams don't want to play football they want to resort to gamesmanship and, you know, if they can get a decision that goes against uh, the opposition's team then they can, you know, it can change the the, the outcome of the game and luckily we had two legs because in the first leg they, they really tried it on as well. So.
4: I think it's, it's, it's trying to seek a professional advantage and everything's yeah. on fine margins. If you can nick an extra 5%, so if you look at what they did, I think their, at our place their physio was on six times in the first half. You know, they, they tried to stop our, our fluency, they tried to slow the game down you know, they're obviously a physical side. The pitch was poor yesterday. It didn't look like it, it had a lot of work done on it in, the, in no. the previous week. But then again, right, when we play Premier League teams in the, in, the, in cup competitions, we don't prepare a carpet for them either. You know, so you, you, you can't sort of be holier than thou about it. Yeah, Everybody true. does it at yeah. every level to, to try to level things out when you are at a disadvantage of because of your status, you know. So... I don't blame them for what they did. I think, you know, in the same way, they shouldn't blame us for taking 25 seconds over a goal kick when we've got 10 men. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. you, you do these things, and mm-hmm. it's all very well saying, oh, it's an outrage, it's this, that. Actually, do you know what? It's not. It's the game. Yeah. It's, the game. Yeah. it's about yeah. doing what is needed to do within the laws of the game, doing what is necessary to win the game.
1: But, but there were some instances in yesterday's game, and you might disagree with me on this, you boys, but I think there was blatant cheating going on possibly, I think, I think but they were the going down clutching their faces when when, when Joe Wilson was jockeying a man out, and they'd go down clutching his face, is, is it's not good to see. Every
3: club's doing it Ollie. every team's doing it at that level, <coughs> and, o- and Orion didn't do it last season, they didn't, but they caught on this season, yeah. and that, that's what Edwin Burrow, one of the many, many things he's brought to us, I, I thought there was a particularly poor decision by the ref, the foul on clay, mm. the guy went through mm. the back of him, mm. and, and what I think we all want as fans, and we're all fans. Is consistency. That's it, yeah. Yeah, and, yeah. and that for me, he, he didn't have that consistency.
4: Yeah, it's a funny one, isn't it? What, what I don't understand at, uh, at this level is the lack of uh, what they call like national list referees what the, from the professional game game board. So yesterday, there's no Premier League or Championship matches. So there's best part of 50 referees or whatever sat at home twiddling their thumbs yesterday. Now, what, what great if, opportunity what, for what, them, why? Yeah. Have, you know, okay. Now I, I get that you have to promote. You know, young officials, and you have to keep things coming through. But in a match of that magnitude at this level, which is, you know, second only to a promotion deciding game, really, for, for non-league clubs, why haven't we been given uh, a match official from the football league yesterday? Well, no, I think he was. He he was. He was a football league it was yeah, okay, an experienced referee. Yeah, an experienced yeah. referee. You know, yeah. we've been given a, a
1: very junior referee. Yes. It know, could so. have been worse. We could have had Trevor kill. <laughs> <laughs> still going? No, I love Trevor. <laughs> no, but, but Matt, as a as a, a director of the club, and obviously it's such a results-based game do you sometimes find yourself getting really worked up with the referees like their decisions are yeah you do yeah i mean we were annoyed about the red card
4: yesterday and then when we saw the video we were a little less annoyed you know it's it's um you you do of course you get you get worked up about the referee because you don't watch the game as a director you watch it as a fan you know, the only time you watch it as a director is when you're on the verge of going up or down and you're thinking about consequences that, for, for the club as a whole. But on a match-by-match basis, you watch it as a fan and you go through the same emotions as you do if you stood on the terrace or mm. sat in a director's box. Nothing changes there. I must say, you get a slightly better view from the halfway line,
1: but apart from that, it's no different, you know? You, you, you were there yesterday with yeah. Nigel Travis, I yeah, believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he, he flew in for the day. Yeah, was
4: Nigel it? just flew in for the game. He brought his, he brought his son, um, his son from America, and, and Dave's other son who's on the board came with his son as well. So, a re- yeah, four of, them, four of them there. It was myself. a glamour <laughs> tie. Yeah,
1: it was,
4: it was a good turnout yesterday.
1: And and we've spoken kind of briefly already about the, uh, the ins and outs of the games, the goals, the red cards. Um... It, it was a tense away in, and Darren and and Slaw. And Daniel, you were in there with us. It, it was a t- We could feel Telford really coming for us, especially sure, after Matt Harris sure sent off. i agree
3: with me, you know, we, we, we were tense. we were, but we, I think we carried on only trying to get behind boys I, yeah. I I think we, we tried to you make can, you you could fans you away fans, yeah. away
4: fans yeah. and you were out singing the home fans and what was telling for me was it was the 94th minute with the first the first Wembley in the past when we've done alright in cup competitions JPT or whatever or,
3: Mate, or there was a guy in front of me who uh, started in about the right. and we
4: yeah you could tell there was that level of tension because of course none of us would have wanted you know you don't want to go extra time because you don't want the lads it for Tuesday or whatever, and then of course you don't want to go to penalties because we know what might happen. So um, you could te- you could sense the tension, but then again, um, I think once Josh had scored, then yeah. then that did lift uh, a little
2: I'll, bit. I'll be honest, I was calm. Probably, I was probably more nervous at Barrow when <laughs> they brought it back oh, to 3-2 than uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was uh, yesterday's game. I, for some reason I just knew. Well Barrow are a much better team than yeah. Chelsea, yeah. Let's yeah. Be honest. And also, we were a better team yeah. over the 180 yeah. minutes. Our
3: defence is a massive strength. Mm. Yes. It, it really yeah. is. and, yeah. and that is, is, uh, I was confident for that reason a little bit more than I would have probably yeah. ever been before yeah. in any other defence.
4: Yeah, I agree. I mean, you look at that blend of experience and youth, you know, Coulson and Turley, are more, a little bit more senior than Nick Petita and Happy, but Marvin and Dan play like they've got 400 games. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm so just composed I was
1: just about to say, Happy gets praised week in, week out on this show. We've been doing it for about eight weeks now, and mm-hmm. I think we've dedicated five minutes to every week. He's like a young
5: Franz Beckenbauer, any he, Stan? <laughs> He's a ball player and centre-half, and it's good to have a left-sided um, next to a right-sided as well. So, for me... He's got a lot, a lot of potential and it's just showing now. It's, he's had to really wait for his chance and he's, been, and he's taken yeah. it with both hands. The mark is it is
4: when do you ever see any of them diving in? No. You don't yeah. see it because you don't need to because their position is good enough, they've got pace, they've got physical presence. Do you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, no, I do, I do. And it's, it's, you feel safe with them at the back, don't you? And especially with Dean Bruin goal, he's got that certain air of just, just safety. I agree with Dan, I agree with Matt. I think the balance.
3: With a left and a right, I agree with Dan on that. I agree with Matt on the experience and less experience. You've got the legs yeah. and you've got the brains. And that's what a good good defence you built on. So, yeah, for me, I was more confident, guys, that we could see it through. Having said that, there was that clock over to the
1: right, Dan. I don't know, we, we, you know <laughs> yeah, about you, we, we, was, <laughs> <laughs> we were celebrating every 50 seconds, I think it was. Every, 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 <laughs> every countdown, yeah. wasn't it? We, 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 it jumped up every three seconds, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, it, did, part, it was, that's right, that's right, that's
4: right, three yeah.
3: seconds. And uh, so we, we were watching it clutch sort of come out down 3 seconds at a time and we're just thinking come on just but you just Kind of got more confident, didn't you?
4: Yeah, yeah. It was. was It was never really. Although they had a lot of possession, you know, they didn't get into our penalty area too often. They didn't have a huge amount of quality. Let's be honest, you know, they had a lot of determination, Telford, but they they weren't the best best team we're going to play this
1: season. Uh, And Matt, you did say that you were glad it didn't go to extra time because obviously having tired legs. Yeah, we've got a mad running coming up in the league now. Tuesday, Saturday, but but yesterday, Dan, the boys battled, and and I'd say that I put emphasis on that word. They battled for 70 minutes with. Being a man down, it's characters, it, it, isn't it? It, it, c- it? could have a knock-on effect, though, potentially.
5: Well, if you look, file to factor to play as well. So, in the yeah. sense that they've got a long journey down, yeah. it's going to be playing to our hands. Okay. I've got to come to our patch, and you know, we're not afraid of anyone in this league. You've seen it this season. If we play well, we can turn most teams over. So we have to have that confidence, and I think winning over the uh, the two legs it's given us a massive boost now and it's really important and integral for the last remaining nine games
1: you mean, know. It's, it's a nice psychological motive now isn't it that these boys know that we've got Wembley at the end of the season but they can almost put it to bed for the next six seven weeks can't they, well, what, they Edemus,
4: Edemus? they're going to want three weeks <laughs> off aren't they <laughs> <laughs> finish last week of April a few days off and then come back and prepare for Wembley Why and not?
1: then Vegas after Wembley
4: match you know <laughs> uh, I, think,
3: I think someone tweeted earlier it would be ideal if we can Get the job done, win the league, go to Wembley with Fylde actually winning the playoffs, yeah, and that right. would be quite a nice yeah, scenario. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah.
2: we'd all take that. So it'll be a free pass for both teams, essentially, wouldn't it? You'd be disappointed yeah. if you lost, come out of that game, but it wouldn't be. You're both up. the no. end of the sea, you yeah. know, the end of the world with it. You know,
1: it will be just a fantastic day. And either way, I'll be looking forward to it, regardless. Uh, and looking at Fylde and the likes of the other teams around us, Solihull Moors, Wrexham. Mm. The news filtered through in the stands. I don't know if it was filtering through to you as yeah, well, Matt. Yeah. It was it was a perfect day yesterday. It was a perfect day. Solly lost, Repsham lost. Might have bought the drinks, it would have been.
5: <laughs> <laughs> he does he tight. i will be out. He bought me a bottle of water today, so that'll, that'll do. It's me, actually. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> but it, it, it was a it was a perfect day. I, I tweeted out if Dom Perignon did Saturdays, because it was just it was it couldn't have gone better, could it?
4: No, I mean to be honest, looking at that league table, that was you know that was sensational to see that. You know, if we'd have known two weeks ago, we'd have had Wembley and still been top with nine games to play, where, where others have got six and seven. You know, I think you mentioned um, Matt Roper did a tweet about something else but he, he's done a tweet which is quite interesting about what results the other, that, yeah. other teams can get if we get six wins and, and three defeats yeah. which is quite generous to say we're going to lose three out of nine of our last of, of our last nine games if we get six wins 18 points takes us to 91 what the other four need to do mm. to catch us is very very difficult I think two of them can't afford a defeat one of them can't catch us and one of them only on goal difference or something yeah. like is that, that you yeah. Know, yeah. Yeah. Matt
3: don't, don't show that tweet to the players though yeah <laughs> no one, no,
4: believe me, they all know, they all know you know, that, dress, that, that, that league table was being passed around the dressing room after and for them, you could tell that was important, do you know what, you, you know, you, you're fortunate enough, you get to be able to go in the dressing room and see the players after the game, right, so you go in and say well done and everything like that, they were obviously over the moon, but it wasn't uncontrollable ecstasy, do you know what I mean, it was a sense of job done, now it's only let's go on, did anyone see
3: the, the file reaction? They didn't yeah, want to be able to see their, their right. reaction, yeah, they, they tweeted out, filed their official club, uh, and they were doing a lot of celebrating. this. Yeah. And, 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 and no, well, fair play. I'm not
4: knocking yeah, from yeah, from that yeah. at all. Which it's was only, it's
3: only a semi-final. Very interesting to hear your take on it, Matt. When you're saying so, there wasn't any sort of uh, for focus. me. It was,
4: no, it was very, obviously they were completely delighted, yeah. but it was very controlled, and it was very much a sense of this no. isn't the job done. This
2: is the next step on the of the job. You know, mm. and,
1: and rightly so. It is it, only the semi-final.
2: But the hardest part is probably getting to Wembley in the first place. Yeah. Giving yourself a chance to actually lift the trophy. Yeah. You know, it's now go out there, boys.
1: And then job. The, their their celebrations at the end on the pitch with the UA fans were, were enjoyable. My head was in pain. I, like, I had a pierce, <laughs> had a piercing headache just because I was all over the place. But, but you, you saw Ross Embleton going absolutely potty with the UA fans as well. You saw the videos that the clubs put out. This means so much to them, doesn't it as well? This means so much to them,
5: doesn't it? Ben? It means so much to us. To, yeah, to us. Yeah, everyone. It's like, after what we've been through and, you know, this, this you stick by your team and this is your reward, you know. It's a day out of Wembley and not many teams get to do that. It's also, so. we've, we've never won a senior cup competition.
4: And most clubs haven't, to be honest, because there aren't that many of them. But, you know, what an opportunity to, to, to go and do that now. You I know? agree, mate. I mean, I, I, for, for me, I get to celebrate my
3: 50th year this year. And I can, if I can see the club that I love so much at Wembley you know, in a final, that's great. And, and that means a, lot to the, I know it means a lot to the younger guys, Ollie and, yeah. you know, mm. Dan. And, and, but I, when you get to a, the tender age of, well, I've got 50, you've know, 40 years of not winning much. It, it does add that, mm. that little bit... Bit
1: special. Just seeing your team yeah, celebrating it, 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 it under does. the arch. It'll yeah. Be emotional. It,
3: it's you know, we're going to Wembley
1: Boys. Brilliant. <laughs> I'm looking forward to the day out. We can all go together. Um, right, Matt you're paying for the petrol. <laughs> it's right, so get, get the, the tubes cheaper. <laughs> <laughs> now Mark, I need, we've got about 12, 35 minutes left of <coughs> the show. on. I'm in need of a little something to keep me going. Well you want me to get him on the blower, do you? Yeah I do. On, Let's have a little bit of Matt baristot, give him a call.
2: Matt, it's time for your Stats of the Week. You got them ready? Of course I have. Crack on, fella. Stat number one. Orient's win at Telford made it seven wins in a row and five consecutive away victories for the first time since September 2013. Stat number two. Matt Harrell set Orient on their way yesterday before seeing Red, becoming the first player to score and be sent off in an Orient game since Harry Kane back in 2011 in a 2-2 draw at Huddersfield. Stat number three. Orient played over an hour with ten men, clinching the victory with 13 minutes to go. But did you know, Orin are unbeaten in their last five games, been down to ten men, winning three and drawing two? Stat number four. Josh Coulson headed his third goal in three games, clinching Orin's spot at Wembley. But did you know, 50% of Oren's goals in 2019 have either been scored or assisted by defenders? Now, stats what I call interesting. Cheers for that, Matt. Excellent stuff. (coughs) No problem. See you on Tuesday, lads. Nine to
1: go. Oh, oh. Cheers, Mike, that'll keep it going for the next half hour. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, make sure you do give Matt a follow-on to it at Matt Bristow. He's constantly releasing top previews, reviews and analysis, so don't miss out. Uh, what, what's that stuck in your mind
5: there, Slaw? What What made you? The Harry Kane sending off and, and scoring the goal as well. So, I saw. who was Brochdale, was it? Hudsfield, Hudsfield. Yeah. Yeah. Was that a game you remember,
4: Matt? Yeah, well, I mean... You know, I'm I, so when you leave the pitch at Huddersfield, you, the, the the directors box is just above the tunnel, and I shouted something not very nice at the referee. As <laughs> in, uh, Can it be repeated in, on it? No, it can't. No, it can't. because <laughs> uh, I think it was just before Arsenal, and and, and so Harry was going to be suspended for for that or whatever. But um, yeah, I shouted at him, and uh, he he went into Russell Slade after and said um, he wanted my name to going to put me in in, my, in his report unless. I went book. and apologised so I went on the
5: naughty step and went down to the room sorry ref I'm very oh. sorry
1: <laughs> not my finest hour yeah. anyway anyway let's turn our attention now to, to the other Matt in our lives and this one doesn't need as much of a plug we've heard from him a lot tonight already Matt Porter uh, thank you for joining us Matt very um, welcome we're here to pick your brain now Hear a little bit about you as you're a club director you're a club director ex-CEO yeah. um, and, and don't forget guys you can still get in your questions on Twitter at or the Orient Hour. But first and foremost, I want to ask you, Matt, how does it feel knowing that you'll be seeing these boys playing under the arch again? Because as a club, we've done a full circle since we last. it. That was probably your last kind of... Yeah, well, it was my,
4: my last game, you know, as, as CEO. But I, I think if you look at a dream scenario, we go to Wembley on the 19th of May and say goodbye to non-league football by doing the double. That's the dream scenario. You know? We're not a non-league club. We're a non-league club by by an unfortunate set of circumstances that should never be repeated again if we have another 125, 130 years of history. So let's draw a line under it in the most perfect way possible. You yeah. know, that's the way I'm thinking about it. Everybody who was there in 98, Millennium Stadium in 01, 2014, whether you went to one, two, three, or none of those games, you know, you still know about them, the disappointment from the club that day, and obviously what's happened since then. But this is a chance now to show the football world that we are properly back.
1: Mm. And, and I wanted to ask just about your um, your actual role as the director, because what does that actually okay, it, it so entail?
4: So I'm a non, what's called a non-executive director, so I don't have a job at the, at the club. So my role is really advice, support, help where necessary. You know, so there's obviously I've, I've got quite a lot of history with the club from you know working there from 2001 to 2014, so um, and being a fan for you know 15 years before that or whatever. So you know there's different aspects of the club that i can that i can get involved with i mean you know i'm still quite involved with stuff to do with the academy stuff on the commercial side the media side you know just just to, to help and advise as, as and where as needed but you know danny obviously runs it on a day-to-day basis and does a fantastic job so it's not operational stuff i'm not making decisions to do with you know ticketing or stewarding or anything like that like i used to um, but it's just not a more you know a, a, are, are you like the are
1: you like the the sounding board there now. Yeah, but I mean, sugar? there's more than
4: just me. You know, I mean, if you look at the if you look at the board, you know, Marshall Taylor, who, who was interim CEO when Nigel and Kemp first first acquired the, the club, Marshall's a retail expert, very very good in the digital world, so he he looks at that. Dave Travis, who, who works in in, in um, online streaming for a large part of his job, so a lot of the um, you know, if you notice, we've streamed a lot of games this year to international fans, and we're Looking at putting together a, a proposition for a season-long package. Dave's working behind that. Rich Emmett, who's uh, Nigel's legal counsel in America, he, he advises on a, on a lot of legal aspects. So everybody's he, what's great right, is he? He's not a member of the board, is he? Rich is a member of the, board, yeah, yeah. of the board. So it, it, you know, everybody brings their own different skill set and, and experience and, and, and it helps because they all quite happen to be in different areas so we can all help on, on,
1: on different things and, and and is your new role as a director now um, is that I mean, that's finally balanced with your work with Matchroom and yes obviously yeah
4: I mean my job is with Matchroom Sport yeah. um, and obviously Matchroom through Barry Hearn the club's landlord still um, and Barry's the club's president so there's still a strong link but you know Matchroom sponsor the academy um, Barry still comes to, to, to games, and um, you know, so there's, there's still a strong link. There. I was going to ask, how is Barry getting on? How's he been? Yes, he's all right.
1: Yeah, is he's good. good. Yeah, he's, he's, uh, he's happy as ever. Yeah. Um, and, and everyone knows, Matt. You, you were a, you were a big. Big part of the takeover. You were uh, yeah. you had seen around with this. I remember getting the messages in like I've just seen Matt Paul with an American consortium. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. I, oh, thought, uh, I thought we met. I thought we met quite discreetly. But oh, obviously not. Oh, I've, I've got ideas idea everywhere. I've not a fan I've seen Matt okay. Paul with these Americans. Right. And and this was back when we we didn't even know that we'd have a club right. the season after. Was there a part of you though that considered coming back in a larger capacity? than you have done probably not no uh, for two reasons one is you know
4: ultimately i i had a job um and two was i i'd done that the ceo's role for eight years and what the club needed fresh direction and fresh ideas i didn't want to come back and do what i'd done in 2006 7 8 9 10 whatever you know and, and I think it was right that somebody else could come in, and, and obviously, as I say, I'm, you know, I'm there, and I speak to Danny a few times a week, and we see each other at games and stuff. So he sometimes says to me, "What happened when this, when the club last did this, or what would you do with this situation?" And we just talk about it, you know. I think he's doing an absolutely magnificent job, you know. I mean, commercially for a fifth level club, you know, what 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 we're doing is fantastic, and we, and it has to be because the losses are going to be huge. You know, people, it, it's funny, people think, "Oh, you're going to make a profit this year." Not a chance. You know, the club is hemorrhaging money. You know, and it's obviously heavily reliant on on Nigel and Kent's um, you know g- g- financial goodwill in that mm. respect. But
1: nevertheless, commercially, we are bringing in uh, you know money
4: that a lot of League One clubs would be jealous of. Well,
1: because I was actually interested in this. You, you touched on there about how you, you've done this role five, five years ago. Yeah. How, how does it differ now under say Danny under Nigel and Kent? How does it differ now, or, or differ to how it was with you under Barry? Because. There is so much going on in the club, as you say, commercially.
4: I mean, I think they both have the same values in terms of understanding the importance of Lake Norrent as a community club, understanding the need to be um, loyal to your managers, not just chop and change every time you you lose three games in a row, um, understand the need to have a close relationship with the fans. And, and, you know, a lot lot of Barry's reign um, was based around sort of redeveloping the stadium. And that's for the most part been done now. So Nigel and Ken don't particularly have to worry about that. You know, a new East Stand isn't something that's hugely on our short-term agenda. You know, so so they can concentrate on building the bridges that were broken over, obviously, over the, the three years prior to them taking over. Uh, and,
1: and we're then, a lot burn? And sorry, we're a lot burned. Yeah, lock burn. I
4: mean, you know, the club the club wasn't as well respected in the local area or the football world. Um, you know, when when we got it back, as it, as it had been previously. Um, but that, those bridges have been rebuilt now, you know, and, and people know that Leighton is
1: a proper football club again. But And you were there actually two years before, um, or, or two or three years before when you first took over. Oh, sorry, I've just said his name. But yeah, when, when he first took over, and you were there as an advisor. Yeah, yeah. Could you, and you left pretty early doors, could yeah, you sense yeah. that? I bet you couldn't envisage what happened. Over no, you years. couldn't envisage how bad it was going to be. You know, it became obvious
4: quite early that it wasn't going to go well. To be perfectly frank, mm. um, you know, and and I was supposed to stay on for a year just to help the transition because he, he brought in a, a very unknowledgeable chief executive who didn't. Know he brought in more than just one he,
1: unknowledgeable person. Yeah, he did. But you know, I
4: was supposed <laughs> to be helping the the, the the new chief executive who hadn't worked in football before. He was like TV salesman or something. But it, you know, he, he hadn't. Um, he hadn't worked in that industry so I was supposed to help him it became quite apparent within a couple of minutes that my help wasn't really wanted or needed which okay it's their prerogative they're, they're the owners and then obviously I was asked to leave um at the end of September so you, you just kind of you, you know you you fight it but then ultimately it's their decision so you take it on the chin
1: mm. and obviously that would have been not a nice no,
4: it was you. pretty horrible, to be honest. Yeah, yeah it's been been really, really, really it was really, really disappointing. Well. You, know, I'd
1: say I'm a, you know, I'm a yeah. fan and I
4: went for a really sort of personally difficult phase where, you know, I went to two games in two and a half years. Um, for a club it, that you loved, that Yeah, just, it was very hard. I mean, I think... I think my wife probably at the start quite enjoyed having me back for a bit longer, and then I, after a <laughs> while, wears off. Yeah, probably, yeah you. exactly. Yeah, it was like.
3: Didn't you used to go football on I sat a Saturday? I yeah. cut the games down when I had my, uh, my son. Yeah, and my, I promised my wife I'd stop going to away games. I went nine the season, yeah. in and ten the season yeah. after that. <laughs> <laughs> <And then laughs> back to a all. Yeah, so yeah. They're, they're glad to have you
4: back. Yeah. So.
1: <laughs> but um, yeah, no, it was, it was it was it was tough on a personal level. Yeah. Yeah. No, and and, and so you, you stepped away for a for a fair while. Yeah, uh, and then. When it came back around to you know something having to be done, you you obviously spoke with Nigel and Kemp. But was this something that you kind of you planned on getting involved back in? Or was it it forced upon you? Was it? No, I mean Nigel and and I stayed in
4: contact. We'd stayed in email contact, obviously with him being in America, um, and he was still quite involved. He was still sponsoring and going to games when he came over and stuff like that. And he was giving them, to be fair, he was being very tolerant and giving them the best will in the world, but Mm. best chance in the world to succeed. But it, it became apparent that it wasn't going to work and they were quite dismissive of his opinion and', and his, you know not not respecting his position as a sponsor and everything like that so as I say we stayed in contact and I, I was still talking to staff members there who were keeping me appraised of how things were going and obviously there was a huge turnover of, of managers and office staff and things like that um so it was it was obvious that things were bad and gradually the fan base turned as well you know there was you know a few people who the same and obviously hung on for as long as they could that this was going to work because you want it to work because it's your football club yeah you know um and then over time you know i was talking to a few committee members at loft as well when they were looking at the protest situation and i think it was about the november before we you know before we took over in june that uh, Nigel and I and, and then Marshall contacted Nigel separately obviously Dave Rich were involved through Nigel anyway and Kent didn't actually sort of come on board probably till February, March um, we had an earlier guy who was looking at investing but once it became once it looked likely we were going to drop out of the football league he fell away and so Nigel met Kent and Kent's enthusiasm from day one the first match he watched so that I'm sure you know the story was the, the last game of the season with the fans protesting and, and he loved that passion and, and that's you can see that in the way Kent is himself, and he, he's caught that bug immediately, you know, which is great. And then it was basically sort of we, we lined up Martin for the the, the director of football position, and, and
1: and and can I just say, jump in there, what an unbelievable job he's, he's
4: yes, done! It.
6: It's
1: like he's been playing a game of career yeah, mode yeah. on FIFA, yeah, and he's yeah, put yeah. together this. This squad now, it must be great to work it's, with him it, again. Being it's brilliant seeing Martin him. back
4: at his best, you know, because obviously he had some dark times
1: himself, you know. But he,
4: he loves Lake Norian and, and he's done a great job putting together a squad with help from people like Steve Foster, the chief scout, obviously Danny and Ross, the coaches. Justin's had his own input as well now. But essentially, that you know, the vast majority of the players that are there are there because Martin brought them to the football club. Mm. And you know, that as you, we well, you can see how good they are because of the results they're getting week in, week out. But it's, it's really good and that the you know, the whole the whole football side of it is in. Is in his safe
1: hands, you know. And let's rewind. Put a line under that takeover and that FB era. Let's go right back to to the the beginning. I'm not. I I don't know. I don't know if many. 1881. I'm going to struggle with that. See
0: the grey hairs, I Arms
3: around. No, no. Back to the very first
1: days of you and you and. You started at Matchroom Sport, was it, alongside Bray? How did you well, first I, get involved? Yeah, in no, Wimberry? I mean, I was
4: working, I was, I was reporting on the club for local media, uh, local newspapers, radio, stuff like that, from about 1997, and I started working at the club full time in 2001 when they needed a full time press. They'd never had a full time press officer before, and if you remember, all the football league websites became sort of uh, generically branded when they had a central commercial deal with the football league, so every club had to employ somebody full time. Um, just, just to, to write the that. articles so, yeah to write the articles it was back pre-social media days you know it was something adventurous was a, was an audio interview with a manager you know that was mm. how, how the technology was back then so I started doing that in 2001
1: and just got good friends with Barry there was it? yeah I suppose you know yeah must have done really <laughs> <laughs> now we're we, well let's fast forward a little bit let's fast forward to this season okay now, um, as a director as someone so involved in the club how important is it for us to have a successful end to the season as a club, yeah. The, the promotion to the football league means a,
4: a huge turnaround in the club's finances. You know, in terms of in terms of income, um, in, in the national league you get a share of the the, the central commercial money, and it's about eighty thousand pounds a year. In League Two, that, that's about one point two million pounds a year. So you add that to the increased attendances that you will get, and the increased hospitality revenue, the increased commercial revenue. You know, if you're on BT as a home club, you get £6,000, as an away club you get two, I think if you're... You know, that's, that's pennies, really. It's, 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 well, it's less, it's less money than you lose by fans not coming uh, yeah. you know, yeah. for, for coming through the gate. So, you know, the, the whole financial outlook, I'm not saying that we're going to start making a profit or even breaking even, but we will... You know, be able to, to to heavily reduce our losses by being in League Two, which is obviously important. Matt, Matt
3: um, kind of take you back to the FA Trophy. We've had a tweet in from uh, Daniel Gold in regard to the FA Trophy final. Is the money the club receives from gate receipts based on attendances because people buy tickets for two games? Or is the money split four ways between club, vars, and trophy?
4: Yeah, we are waiting for clarification on that. There's going to be a planning meeting um, for the four finalists, which I think three are known, and then the other vars semi-final, for second leg still to play. But it's obvious that we are going to be probably 80 percent of the people inside Wembley that day, and we were actually and we were talking about it our, after the game yesterday. Do we do we get share of just our money? Do we get share of it? Do we have to share our money with the other finalists? We don't know. The prize money is. £60,000 if you win the trophy £30,000 if, if you lose in the final so there's that that we know um, but we've never been in this situation before <laughs> so I think so, probably Lindsay's got a book on her desk somewhere that will tell you but we didn't know this leaving Telford yesterday so I'm afraid I don't know the answer yeah. to that but it will, it will become apparent I, th- I think a
1: few O's fans will be contributing to the FA VAR's attendance as well though because yeah, yeah. of a little super Kevin Lisby he'll be playing
5: you looking forward to seeing him back in action Dan? Of course, I mean he still comes down
4: Shows anyway I think your kids uh, are mascots aren't they yeah, yeah. they're ball boys as well Yeah, so. he, he does some uh, some uh, soccer school stuff Kev yeah. doesn't he he's great he, yeah.
1: he, I think he said his legs were, were bathed in ice today just for. <laughs> oh, to I'm looking forward to seeing it. it'll be sprightly as ever spring. jumping around like a little <laughs> spring chicken Matt,
4: do, you know, do we know when the tickets will be out and when purchases will be out to be made no it's, it's, it's too early for that Yeah, as I say there'll be a planning meeting that the clubs will go to where we'll be told what, what allocation we'll get I mean if you look at last year's allocation um, the way the the, the clubs were divided, the tickets were divided last year. So, Bromley, who were the biggest club who were there last year, they were given the best part of one end, and then the other three clubs had, had just a few little blocks between them. So, I would imagine, uh, look, getting a ticket's not going to be a problem. You know, we're, it, let's just say we take 20 odd thousand fans, that's, that's yeah. not going to be an issue, but um, yeah, keep an eye on the club media channels for, for, for the
1: ticket. And, and looking at tickets just real quickly, uh, the Solihull Moors fixture, there's been a bit of. There's been a few rumbles of, of murmurs online. Are there going to be any measures put in place? Do you know for the fans that have done a, a lot of away games this season, because tickets are going to be in demand. It's very. Di- is, how do you prove that you've been to away games? We've had this before.
4: Mm. You know, it's very. It's very difficult that you know to, to find out. You know who's been where. Unless is, is there not a system the, the, the club? I mean, look again. They, they probably. These are questions that should go to Danny. To yeah. be quite honest, but I mean, what we have done in the past is. Maybe the previous away game, um, if we know that that the club's going to give ticket stubs out, then we say to our fans who travel to keep your ticket stubs, something like that. I'm not saying we're going to do that, but that's the sort of thing that might happen. I don't know what the away allocation at Solihull is. I mean, their ground is quite open, and they haven't got a lot of fans themselves, so they might give us a a substantial number.
3: I think think 1,300 is the official allocation. Witherdale will increase that. I remember years ago, Matt, we played Rotherham on a Friday night, and we were then playing with uh, Brighton at the Wifting and uh, we had to get our stub on the Friday night yeah. from Rotherham yeah. so I, th- I think there is ways yeah, I, th- not, I think, I think right. maybe it's come around too soon for the Solihull game but as a fan I'd be desperately unhappy if I missed out on of a course. ticket yeah, yeah, hadn't yeah. travelled to Barrow yeah.
4: Yeah. Mike and yeah. you were there I And mean, the problem you've okay. got a lot of clubs I think, think of this, you don't get a ticket stuff, do you? That's true. So, so we didn't how, get on a barrow no, in fact. So, so how, how, how I mean, you know, we could have yeah. two and a half thousand fans say they were at barrow that night. It's very, very difficult from the club's point of view. If you're going to put a system in place, it's got to be robust enough to stand up to people abusing it. Yeah. Um, you know, so it's not It's not always easy that, you know, and, um, and, and as I say, at this level, you know, you don't always get a
1: ticket stub yeah. and, and,
5: you know. Yeah. You know Anyone like could Photoshop themselves at the ground. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. And now I've got a few more questions that have been yeah. coming in on Twitter, and I'm going to start off with we're going back to the takeover but Phil Warman I hope I've said that right um, he said can you ask Matt just how close were we as a club to closing its doors before Kent and Nigel completed the deal and was plan B to buy it out of administration if he's referred to him as Coco hadn't have sold it to them Uh, I don't know if that's something you can share with us on the airwaves I I, I don't think it was sort of minutes or anything like that I think it was probably probably
4: weeks you know I think um, you know the club would have obviously had to have, have have Proven that it could have fulfilled its fixtures in order to be let into the, you know, allowed to continue its membership of the football league for the following season. Um, uh, Sorry, the national league. But I I don't, um, you know, I think I think there was still a little bit of of leeway uh, in that. You know, a few weeks. The the deadline was more from our side, really, because we took a decision as a group that if we weren't able to take the club over before pre-season started. Then the the season would be a write-off. Yeah, you know we wouldn't have any players, wouldn't have any staff. You know everyone knows about everything else that wasn't there. So we we, we kind of started imposing the deadline then and said, look, this has got to be done by third week of June. So Can like, I ask, was there a, um, a non-disclosure signed with um FB? Yes. Yeah. There was, and, yeah, yeah. So there, there's
3: certain things you just literally cannot talk yeah, about. Yeah, there's
4: certain things we're legally not allowed to talk about to do with the the, the terms of the of the,
1: tra- of the transfer of ownership. And company. I'm guessing there hasn't been any further. I'm guessing you don't meet up for dinner every month. No, there's absolutely no <laughs> communication. There was a little bit of there was a little
4: bit of follow-on communication with his legal team about certain issues, but there's, no, there's, there's none now whatsoever.
1: And uh, carrying on with the Twitter questions, Bill Linnell, he's our. Oh, he said he saw that you mentioned we had no trophy for the sixty-nine seventy title winners. Could we get a? Yeah, I thought made that was a really. I saw that tweet. I
4: thought a couple of people tweeted about that. I thought that was a really good idea. Um, you know, we did the same. I think with a lot of funding from the supporters club for the fifty-five. 56 um, Division Three South um, title winning shield. So it would be, be nice to get a replica of that 6970 trophy. I suppose we need a really good photo of it. So if anybody's got one, <laughs> then if they
1: could tweet us that, yeah, you know, no, that would be a good
4: starting point. Or if I've, anyone I've knows got, how to I've make one. a picture at home, yeah, uh,
1: so yeah. I'll get yeah. it to you. Yeah, they yeah. get it over to us. Because, You've got to tweet yeah. it in there and tweet it in, well, and we'll uh, pass yeah. it on. You somewhere. know me and <laughs> on <or> the <other. laughs> um, uh, coming up now with Lord Griff 90 Oh no, that's the same question, uh, Sharky. Is Stone got some strange names for you tonight, Matt? Right. <laughs> he said, and it's a bit more of a silly one. This he said. Can season ticket holders get discounts on any sort of heart monitors from fellow O sponsors? <laughs> as the running <laughs> is making the ticker beat a bit. <laughs> definitely... I don't think our insurance would cover the fans' heart rates. <laughs> would it? I think we'd have to uh,
4: ask it. A... Seven
1: games own... <laughs> by one
3: nil. See your own one doctors, goal. please. See your own
1: doctors. Yeah, no. With, with these. I think, like you just said there, Darren, the last seven games, it it's fantastic that we've yeah. won them all, but they've all been by one single goal. Yeah, uh, never uh, three. It I means so someone's due goal. to get thrashed, doesn't it? Yes. That's what it means. I heard someone say yesterday, Dan, that and I forget who said it, but they said it's the form of champions. They said it's the former champion. Did they say? Would you agree with that, or do you want I to see the a 1-0 start?
5: win every single day of the week? If it happens, it happens. Off an own goal, if you, you know, take it. Football is about. Margins, isn't it? And if you score a goal, it's a winning. It's enough to see you over the line. That's just all that matters, yeah. especially at this stage of the season. Win by any means necessary,
4: and with the strength of defence that we have as well. You know, we, how many times do you think we're going to concede three goals a game? Yeah. Even two, not that many at all, are we? So you know, we, we well touch word anyway. We're not needing to score fours I, and fives I think, to I think win we've games. We've three once. There you go. Yeah, this season, Solford at home. Solford at home. Yeah, we were very, very good
3: that, on that, that day, day. Very, very. Two set piece goals, yeah. all, weren't yeah. It? Yeah. they've completely tailed off now. Yeah. Haven't they drew nil nil with Barnet yesterday the yesterday. Say that result that result went our way, as the other two, as we all know, mm. went our way as well. So yeah, I, I, I think for personally, Tuesday night's massive. Let's face it. We go into that game. Still got a few injuries, Matt, from what you were saying? Yeah, I think so,
4: yeah. You know, obviously, Jay Simpson wasn't involved. James Dayton's been training again. So it's it's funny how it's worked out because I think it's harsh only having five subs. If you want to name seven, you should be allowed to name seven. It's daft to have to leave players out. But. For most games this season we've had three or four players unavailable. So it, it, they kind of swap, don't they? You know, like Matt mm. Harold might be out for a couple of games now through suspension, but Jay Simpson might come back again. You know Jordan Maguire Drew's out injured as James Dayton comes back, you and know. So Charlie he wasn't in the squad I yeah, think, yesterday. Exactly, no, he yeah. was, he
3: was in the squad. What am talking about? Charlie. Charlie, Charlie, Charlie was Charlie like, the you've
4: got you know, you've got Alex Lawless, obviously, as well, who's not been involved lately. So there the, are the you know, there's yeah. always a couple of spare players, but it's not like we've had six or seven left out because mm. the, the injuries and suspensions you're gonna get from having a fifty four. Five game season is
1: going to tell. And before we wrap up with you, Matt, um, there's there's one last thing that I'm interested in. And obviously, being ex CEO um, and now director of the club, does that chief exec role carry a a certain pressure? Considering you're you're running the company and the thing that so many people passionately adore, is there there like a a pressure attached to that? Yeah, you do feel some
4: element of responsibility. Well, a huge element of responsibility, to be honest with you. First and foremost, you feel it to your staff. And by the staff I mean everyone from the you know, from the football side to the office side to the match day staff, because ultimately the people whose livelihoods you're responsible for through the decisions you make and the results that you get. And by results I don't just mean on the pitch, I mean everything that happens off the pitch as well. I remember I remember standing there at Bradford. We went to Bradford a few years ago, Darren, you remember this, and we pretty much needed to win to stay up at Valley Parade. And I honestly remember standing there thinking if we lose today, probably gonna have to make two people redundant next week. Which two is that gonna be? You know, and then the sort of decisions. You know, you're not. Like, that's that's know, it's that, that, yeah. But that's that's that comes with the territory. You want to sit in that in that sort of you know position. You have to make them sort of decisions. And conversely, you think, well, if we go up, that's great. you've Got a bit more money to bring a couple more people in, mm-hmm. and get, or give someone a pay rise, or you know, other opportunities. So it's obviously swings and roundabouts. But you have a huge responsibility to them. And then you look, you see the passion that comes from the terraces, and and you know, people like yourself who. Um, but yourself, I mean, myself as well, like, who were born like that, you know, with, with, the, with the love for Leighton Orient. And you know that how the rest of their weekend or their next week goes depends on what sort of day they have when they come yeah. to visit you. So is it, you know, is the stadium a nice place to come to? Is the team going to play well? the food alright you know everything that goes around it you know so yeah that responsibility is, is, just, is good but it's something you thrive on yeah. just for all our listeners to tell you I know Matt's a proper fan and we all know that anyway but I
3: remember seeing Matt at games at Blackpool on a Tuesday night when yeah. the 90s the decade yeah, yeah. where we couldn't <laughs> buy <laughs> win, and win or yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. oh, it's, it's a shame we don't have a comb in the studio because Matt eyes just sparkled there they really lit oh, I, I the, the, was talking to Martin yesterday about players like Danny Chapman and stuff like that from the
4: from that three year run do you that, remember Danny Chapman I remember being uh, Frank Wolf invite me along to,
3: um, I've done a little bit of sponsorship for the club at the yeah. time, and uh, Frank invited me along and he invited three players, Danny was one of them. And Danny, um, not the brightest Yeah, if I'm, if I'm brutally honest, yeah. and I remember him saying to me, um, did you go to Rochdale Way? And uh, I went, yeah, yeah, I went to Rochdale Way. He goes, did you go to all the way games? I said, yeah, I'll go all the way games. So he goes, did you go to Blackpool? Like, yeah, I went to Black. Did you go I said, Danny, I'll go to the
4: mall. I remember him scoring, what we were talking about was Danny scored the winning goal at Scarborough on a Tuesday night from about 45 yards. All he basically did was smack the ball forward and it just got caught in the wind and went, went in. And it was we're sort desist. of like 94th minute. And when, when you're away at somewhere like Scarborough on a Tuesday night, and I'm going to assume the weather was, was bad and it was obviously a long way home. You cannot buy feelings like that, can you? Mm. You just, Mm. you know, when when there's only, you know, when there's only maybe a hundred or whatever of you there and you've all given that time to travel and, uh, you know, and you've gone somewhere that's not particularly welcoming, blah, 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 and you win in the last minute, I mean... Limit in my mind. There you go, yeah, yeah, yeah. 3-2, the, the, the Valentine's yeah, Day, Bar- Barrow. Barrow, this <laughs> season, Mike. <laughs> yeah, Barrow, I mean, look at that, unbelievable. I'm yeah. so pleased we for fans, like, on yeah. days like that, you know. And listen, it's not all about the people who do go. There's a lot of people who can't go for various reasons that are perfectly legitimate, and those people have as much love for Lake Norrin as the people who do go. But Absolutely. You have to look at the people who, who can... You know, fortunate enough or unfortunate enough on occasion to be able to go mm. and you know th- I was uh, that night that Barrow thing all I was thinking about was you few guys on that terrace it was like please I'm gone just for you just for you you know yeah. and they
2: did, well, and I did
1: yeah. thank yeah, you yeah. for yeah. letting us enter the world of Matt Porter and find out Thanks a little bit about in. yeah but before we do finish for the night I've asked you Dan and, and Matt to a uh, contribute to the orient hour's greatest ever 11 Uh, Matt we've asked you to choose your favourite ever left back you've seen playing for the O's and Dan we've asked you to choose your favourite left winger midfielder that you've ever seen playing for the O's so uh, let's start off with Matt who have you chosen to fill in that well number I, don't three think, shirt? I don't
4: think I'll surprise many people it's got to be Matt Lockwood for me you know I mean from from the sort of late 90s through till you know whenever best part of a decade you know Matt what was he 400 and odd games or whatever and, and 40 odd goals penalties free kicks you who did you score the hat against? gauge uh, Jill Gillingham, yeah, Gillingham. Gillingham yeah. about 15
1: minutes ago 3-0 yeah, down I mean down. you know as a left
4: back he, he was absolutely everything you'd want on mm. it,
1: you know there, there was a lot of links actually before the takeover there was a links about and even after the takeover actually about um lockwood coming back as a coach either. yeah I'm, think, Well do you
4: well, know what he's up to at the moment he he, he did live up in dundee uh, or in edinburgh sorry when he when he because he finished his career up in scotland and he lived up in edinburgh he's doing bits for bbc london i know that um he runs a a, a golf travel. he's an excellent golfer matt really good like, off scratch and and um he runs a golf travel company um, for people to go and, uh, to play golf in Scotland, uh, I don't know what else. Apart he was from doing that.
5: stuff in the casinos, wasn't he, as well. it?
4: He was. He was yeah. working for William Hill for a while, yeah, yeah but they, not anymore. Um, but yeah, great guy, Matt.
1: Really yeah. good guy.
5: Yeah. And Dan, who uh, for so me, uh, sure you left my short, short time of watching Orient, uh, Dean Cox for me. Guy uh, epitomises everything you want to see on the pitch. Wears heart on his sleeve. Great, great right foot. And uh, likes to quit inside, can score a free kick, take set pieces. His assist sports were ridiculous. Well, I, he was he's ridiculous. He's a,
1: I think he was the uh, leading. Uh, 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 outside he, the I think think Championship, I think. Outside the Championship, he was the
5: leading assist, assist in League One yeah. and Two. Over the round five yeah, years. Yeah, yeah. So, like, saw some great goals. Warsaw away was one for me. Uh, in the, you can see it on the video. He went on uh, Sky Sports News. It's my and, and, <laughs> <I think. laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: and obviously that the goals are in the, in the playoff semi-finals and, and at yeah. Wembley. They shared a tear, didn't they, as well? Yeah. yeah, he loved it, Coxie.
4: And even today, he saw he tweeted that you know how pleased he was for everyone at the club. He's, I think, he's someone who, you know, it was very unfortunate the way his time with us ended. But everybody will only have positive memories
1: of his time yeah. with us, won't they? I'll... Love, love that man. Love that man. So Matty Lockwood slips in at left back, and Dean Cox in left midfield, and uh, it's a pretty decent team shaping up. Make sure you do check out the graphic that goes out on our Twitter account, and that is just about all we've got time for. But Mike, Darren, it's been a good night, and the we, we turn our attention. I was gonna look away from Wembley for just a second. I was gonna say um, the league push really starts now, doesn't it? What we filed on Tuesday night—it's gonna be a big few. weeks. Well, I can't wait. I genuinely,
2: I genuinely cannot wait. Um, I mean, the last time we see Orient in a title push, you know, we had two massive teams up against us as well. But now, in my opinion, we are the biggest team in the league. Mm. Let's, let's go and do it. Let's enjoy ourselves. Ride the wave. Win the league. Win the double
1: cheers thanks
2: for coming <laughs> <laughs> yeah. thanks not, for coming I wish it
1: was so
3: simple and completed it <laughs> you got it the t-shirt yeah. uh, uh, I think I think Danny will be on the t-shirt he's already seen some tweets already from the club about uh, merchandise which yeah. was uh they're on they'll be all over that. Yeah. That's great. I told you it was good. Yeah.
5: <laughs> the red wig stands out for me. The red, there's a red wig.
1: Yeah, yeah. I haven't seen that. Reminds me of the video from the pitch invasion. <laughs> <laughs> You're not fans. Off, about keeping off the pitch. Oh, shit. Oh, see if I can get that red wig for myself. <laughs> but thank you, boys, for joining us tonight. Thank you, Matt Porter. Thank you, thank you Dan Slavinsky. Of course, cool, thank you to Mike Brown and Darren Burroughs. And thank you to you guys at home for listening in. I hope you've enjoyed yourself. And uh, yeah, have a fantastic week. Oh, don't forget. K. Sarah.
0: When I was just. A- What What will be, be, will be. be When I grew up Será